Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. It's time to turn our attentions to news coming out of China. From the U.S. ambassador to China, Nicholas Burns, calling for China to be more honest about the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky planning to meet China's leader, Xi Jinping, as well. What could be on their agenda? Let's find out more now from Dr. Oi San, Senior Fellow at Singapore Institute of International Affairs, joining us on the phone lines. I hope you're staying dry, Dr. O. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm in KL, though, so looking forward to talking to all of you. All right. Doctor, the U.S. ambassador to China, Mr. Nicholas Burns, calling for China to be more honest. This comes, of course, after the report from the U.S. Energy Department that concluded that the COVID-19 virus likely came from a lab leak. Is this a very credible report? Well, number one thing, it is no more or no less uh, credible than some of those previous reports. Uh, I think usually in uh, such a report, they would say they predict or they assess with high or moderate or low confidence that something did or did not happen. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in this particular report, they said they assess with uh, low confidence that, well, that there could be some sort of leak uh, and, and so on. So I think the Burns or Ambassador Burns must be answering some questions when he made that uh, remarks. And I think, well, he has been slightly overblown his uh, particular remarks. <laughs> well, I mean, people reading into it, of course, just as you said, but how much more open and honest can China be with regards to COVID-19? Well, of course, the Western side would like China to uh, sort of so-called open up uh, some of its uh, labs, including the labs in Wuhan and so on, for them to inspect. But, of course, the China side would say that will be a violation of the authority of the national security and so on. So this debate has been going on over the past three years, ever since the onset of uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I think, well, now that this race again, I think there'll be some hoo-ha for a few days before it subsides and before it comes up again. <laughs> well, I guess uh, many people are asking this, as myself included, because I also mm-hmm. want to know, does it really matter where the origin comes from? I, I mean, we've already found the vaccines. We have already have like some medication that can help with COVID-19. Does it really even matter? Well, uh, it's a bit like when there's some aircraft uh, accident happening mm-hmm. and then you would like to find out how did the plane come down and so on, right? Right. Such that uh, in future you have procedures uh, to prevent currents of such uh, accidents here. Yeah, but in case of this virus, it, it will be evolving, right? So wouldn't it be more important yeah. for them to find out about how this uh, it's a living virus and how it's going to eventually evolve into some other form? It, it, it would. I'm not an epidemiologist, mm. uh, but apparently there's uh, some uh, efficacy as to uh, you know how a certain virus originated. For example, was it so-called cross or trans uh, species and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some virus, they came from some animals, rats and bats and, and, and jump onto a human being. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on, Dr. O. The Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, said he plans to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping. What do you think could be on the agenda here? Because, I mean, just a couple of days ago, we were talking about the U.S. kind of concerned that China will be providing some sort of lethal support for Russia's conflict in Ukraine. 
Well, number one, China uh, presented uh, so-called 12-point proposal as to how to resolve the Ukraine conflict. Well, I think after a year in the war, Ukraine is uh, like many other warring parties would like to try to find some sort of resolution. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think they would like to try out the Chinese proposal. That's why Zelensky is not ruling out meeting some of the senior officials of uh, China, such that China could be the go-between between the Ukraine and Russia. Let us also not forget, I mean, we always pay attention to China having a rather special relationship with uh, Russia. That's right. But by the same token, China also had a, well, or has a very special relationship with uh, Ukraine. Mm. For example, China's very first aircraft carrier, it was purchased actually from Ukraine and not Russia. So, uh-huh. yeah, so let's see how China could uh, play its uh, magic as a peacemaker between the two warring countries. Yeah. So this is interesting because I think mm-hmm. now we can see possibly that China can be a neutral party in all of this and not with the NATO uh, alliance. And now uh, the Ukrainian president meeting with the Chinese president gives them the credibility as a go-between. Well, uh, NATO is in effect a warring party. I mean, uh, by proxy because it is supplying weapons to uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, of course, then it could not be the so-called peace uh, maker. So far, China claims that it does not provide weapons to either side. So, at the moment, it is still a credible mm. so-called peacemaker. Yeah. So, what's at stake then uh, for China to be able to maybe negotiate some sort of a peace proposal between the two? Well, of course, number one, there are the more immediate uh, benefits for uh, China, namely these two countries are not at war. Then all those uh, raw materials from both Russia and Ukraine, which uh, China always uh, has a big appetite for, would be able to to be exported to China, right? Mm -hmm. But the, shall we say, more intangible benefits would be that China is able to uh, build up its uh, international reputation and credibility well as a peacemaker then it will have a higher moral ground than for example the united states when it comes to international affairs i'm speaking to dr oe sun senior fellow at singapore institute of international affairs here on the china perspective on drive time we're talking about the world situation in a chinese perspective i guess uh, dr oh china is also accusing washington of disinformation and of double standards after last week's warning that china would send ammunition or lethal support to ukraine did the americans have any basis for this warning Well, the U.S. typically would have some intelligence, but of course, the sources for this intelligence are typically classified, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll be a so-called he said, uh, she said type of uh, situation where both sides are accusing each other. The U.S. side is accusing China of uh, being at the brink of providing lethal weaponry to Russia. Well, but because there's such a warning came out, assuming China were to do so now, it might not do so. Mm. And therefore, it is in a position to say the U.S. is spreading some disinformation. So it's like a chicken and egg uh, situation <laughs> here. Yeah, I mean, especially coming on the heels that uh, President Vladimir Zelensky will be meeting President Xi Jinping as well. I mean, the timing of that news and last week's uh, warning. Uh, very interesting. Uh, also, Dr. O, the U.S. Congress uh, will be examining operations 
acquisitions of U.S. companies in China. Is there an urgency to do so? And what exactly will they be examining here? Well, I think there is an increasing bipartisan consensus on Capitol Hill or the U.S. Congress, which is a decidedly anti-China. You could see, for example, after the famous balloon incident, the U.S. Congress voted most unanimously to uh, to to condemn uh, China, mm-hmm. and they even set up, a, if I remember correctly, a special commission on uh, dealing with uh, China Congressional Commission. So, well, it becomes rather politicized. And the, the, I think some of these uh, congresspersons would like to see that uh, U.S. companies are in no way providing China with some, uh, shall we say, advantages over the United States. Yeah. Mm. All right, uh, Doctor, thank you very much for uh, providing us with more insight. China's perspective is in world affairs. Dr. O. E. Sun is Senior Fellow at Singapore Institute of International Affairs here on Drive Time. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.